coming out of my box. I'm coming out of I'm coming out. I'm coming out of the box. I told God, I'm just ready to get wild. I'm tired of flesh. I'm tired of flesh. Flesh ain't working. Flesh ain't working. Our our gifts and our talents and our abilities ain't working. I'm ready to I'm ready to uh pray outside the box. I'm ready to ask and believe and trust without borders. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Man. I'm just feeling the Holy Ghost. I'm just tearing for a minute. I've been talking to God all day, praying, seeking God. I thought I was going to sleep. Man, we we tore it up last night. And the preacher, that guy preached so long that all you... Holy rollers that like to go out and eat didn't even get to go out and eat. Y'all so late, y'all just went home. Y'all so wore out. Amen. <laughs> yes, amen. I, I lied to you last night. I lied to you. I told you I'd have you out before the bar was closed, but I think all the bars were even closed by the time we got through. I thought I was going to sleep late. And... Jiminy Cricket, I kept dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. A particular person in this church was just in my dreams all night long. I'll tell you later. And I just kept waking up and waking up and waking up. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. Finally just gave up, got up, seeking the Lord. And Wanting the mind and the heart of God for this church. For anybody here tonight. I'm going to read from 1 Kings chapter 17. And I, won't, I, I, I need to give you a little bit of word and then we'll go. I, I want to come to you so bad. I want to come to you so bad. I felt that the very, the very first of the service... Oh man, I wanted to come to you so I want I want to, but I, I, I can't. I just can't. I'm not I don't know if I'm released to or not. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not coming to you personally, but I'm gonna tell you. I'm not coming to you because I, I don't know if you receive I don't know if you receive it. I don't I don't know if you would accept it or if you'd think I'm just telling you that just to be telling you but I I don't know if you would believe me if I told you that God wants to shock you he wants to shock you he wants to he wants to blow your mind in a situation he wants to he wants people to shake their head and say my God that's impossible that cannot be so this has got to be a God thing He wants to do something in your life so deep and so dramatic and so beyond reasoning that man says, 
Whoo, that definitely was God. Because every report. You gotta convince them, Lord. You gotta convince them. If you close your eyes right now, God wants to blow your mind. He wants to take, He don't want to just escort you out from under that shroud and cloud of darkness. He wants you to mount up on eagle's wings and fly out of that darkness. I'm going to read from, I'm going to read, it is uh, something, something. It's uh, 20 minutes till 7. Christine, will you stay with me for a little while? First Corinthians, excuse me, First Kings chapter 17. I'm going to share a little bit from my heart with you. I love you, brother, sister Beecher. Thank you for being here, Pastor Beecher, one of my good friends and favorite people in all the world. Sister Beecher's one of a kind. Love her dearly. Brother and sister Perry. Love you guys. Ashley. Ashley's my hero. She's one of my heroes. She's one of the strongest people I know. I love her. I love those two people right there. Sister Pruitt is amazing. She's just amazing. She don't speak very much English. It's a heavenly language. It's a heavenly language, but it's beautiful. (laughs) Easy, 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 easy. There's a drunk spirit up here right now. You need to come to this platform because there is a. Some, somebody done spiked my water. Woo. Woo. Oh, sole kisi alabo ho rabaha si kiere debi asundra bahashato. Raboko suri andrebe kisi andor if you think that I have brought you this far saith the Lord to let the enemy overwhelm you now you don't know me like you think you know me If you think that I have brought you through what you've come through in your life, the things that have attacked you, the people that have attacked you and hurt you and wounded you and injured you, if you think that I've brought you through that to what's challenging you right now to let it overcome you, you don't know me. You need to hear me now, hear my voice, hear my words now. My promise to you is no weapon formed against you will prosper. My promise to you is this enemy will not overwhelm you nor overcome you. It will not prevail against you. My grace, my anointing 
is upon you. It is upon you. It has been upon you. It is upon you now. Your, your faith is being tested. You are growing. Your faith is being stretched because you are growing. Trust me now. Trust me where you're at. Trust me now. You lift up your hands to me, but your heart is clenched. Your heart is hardened. Your heart is tight. I feel your anger. Saith the Lord, I feel your anger towards me. I feel your hurt towards me. You're fighting a bit of bitterness. I feel it. It doesn't detour my love for you. It doesn't change my thoughts that I have for you. I will heal you. You yield to me. I will heal you. I will not allow your pain to destroy you. I will not let this bitterness destroy you. I love 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 you. you pray for your neighbor real quick just pray for them real quick oh God have mercy oh God have mercy oh God have mercy I know I ain't doing everything by the book. I ain't doing everything a proper evangelist is supposed to do. Man, I just don't even care anymore. I know what I feel in my spirit. I know what I feel in my heart. I got, I got, I got the next few minutes, and then in the morning to get get everything out of me that needs to be out of me for this church. I need a few minutes. Can I have a few more minutes? What is your name? I'm sorry, young lady. What is your name? Who? Sydney? I knew it. I should have known that. 
I love Sydney. I got a couple of Sydneys in my life. It's fantastic. I need you here. Are you going to be tomorrow, Sydney? I'm not through with you yet. I need you here tomorrow. We'll take care of it tomorrow. First Kings chapter seventeen. Verse one. I'll try to go through all this real fast. Somebody say trust without borders. First Kings seventeen one and Elijah was the excuse me, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. There shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. It's not going to rain till I say it's going to rain. Verse 2, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook, by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I, that I, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto all the word of, he, so he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. Verse 6, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. Say he drank of the brook. Verse 7, And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. The brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. Verse 8, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Somebody say plans. I'm not going to preach last night's message. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the woman, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Give the Lord a clap offering. can be seated. You can be seated for a few minutes. The kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen, is always advancing. It's always advancing. It's always moving forward. It's always growing, advancing, moving forward, going forward. It's never stagnant. It's never setting still. That's why that you will get left behind if you focus on your past and you live in the past. You will get left behind. It is very dangerous. It's very dangerous to drive down the interstate looking constantly in your rearview mirror. It's very dangerous. Somebody is going to die. Something tragic is going to happen if you are, if you're driving, trying to go forward, but looking in your rearview mirror, wondering about what is behind you. We gotta quit looking back. We have been redeemed from our past. We have been redeemed from our failures and our mistakes and our sins, and we've got to quit looking back and we've got to go forward grow forward you you, you're gonna you won't grow forward if you don't look forward you won't go forward if you don't look forward you're gonna go where your vision is and if your vision is back then you're going to go back kingdom of god is is the opposite it's always moving forward it's always advancing growing going moving it's been that way from the very beginning be fruitful multiply subdue have dominion is what god told adam and eve in genesis chapter one be fruitful multiply subdue have dominion that's always been the will of god for his people to be fruitful multiply subdue and have dominion all through the old testament 
We see and we read as long as God's people walked with Him, as long as God's people were one with Him, as long as God's people obeyed His Word and His commandment, they were conquering everywhere they went. As long as they were walking with God, nothing and no one could stand in their way. It didn't matter how big the giant was. It didn't matter how outnumbered they were. It didn't matter how high or thick the walls were. If they were walking in obedience to God, they were dominating everywhere they went because that was the will of God for his people to conquer, to subdue, to have dominion. The New Testament, we jump to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. The king, the, the, the God's word translation says the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful people have been seizing it. We, the church. Somebody say we. Somebody say the church. Look at your neighbor and say that's you. Say if you've been born again, that's you. We are the church. We are the church, ladies and gentlemen. We are the ecclesia, the, the called out ones, the separated ones. There's nobody like you on planet earth. There's never been anybody or anything like you if you have been born again. Now, if you haven't been born again of the water and the spirit, we need to take care of that tonight. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost. We'll baptize you in Jesus' name. You'll be born again. You'll become part of the church, part of the kingdom of God, the ecclesia, the called out ones, or the ecclesia, however you want to pronounce it, the called out ones, the separated ones, never anybody like you. Angels, check this out, angels are not like you. We sit around here thinking, ooh boy, I would like to see an angel. Oh, wonder what angels are like. And the Bible says that angels are looking over the banister of heaven, wishing they could have what we have, wishing they could experience what we are experiencing. God have mercy. Can you imagine that? That the celestial beings of heaven are wishing they could be where you are right now. Wishing they could be filled with the Spirit of Almighty God. Wishing they could be baptized in the name. Oh my God, y'all ain't helping me preach in here. Woo! Angels are wishing they could be who you are because you're, there's never been a species like you on planet earth in the universe. There'll never be a species like you. You have been born again. You are from another world, another realm, another universe, if you please. You are from a heavenly realm, a heavenly kingdom. The spirit of God, it was, it, when you were, when you were born again at an altar, it was a supernatural event that took place. The spirit of God came into your body. You were dead in sins, but when the Spirit of God came into you, you came back a light. Check this out. Where's JJ at? Check this out. He's going to freak out. When, I, I assume he's going to, if you're going to in the birthing room or whatever, I, and if he don't pass out, if he doesn't faint, <laughs> if he doesn't faint, he's going to freak out when, that, when she pukes on him and blames him and slaps him for it being his fault, number one. But then, when that beautiful treasure sister comes out of that, and, they, and the doctor, pow, smacks that little backside. <laughs> and all of a sudden, why? You know what happens? Breath. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> Breath, which means life, 
comes into the lungs of that child and immediately that baby begins to cry out because life has entered into its body. Breath has entered into its lungs. That's what happens in the altar. Life or breath comes into you and all of a sudden you begin to cry out in another language, in a heavenly language. That's the Holy Ghost. That is life that's entered into your body. And you are born again of the Spirit of Almighty God enters into you. My God, that's powerful. That's real. That's rich. What is living on the inside of you is not some second-rate creature or being. It is not some third person of a fictitious trinity. It is the Spirit of Almighty God that is living on the inside of you. Paul said, what? Don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? So we are the church. And, and, and what did the Lord, what did the Lord do to the church? The, the church started with the twelve. The church started with the disciples. And everything Jesus was teaching the disciples bled over into the book of Acts. They began to teach. And now, it, it, all the way down through us, we are the church. It started with the, with the twelve. And then it, it, it progressed all the way down through history, through the years, through us. Anybody that falls into, under that teaching, the apostles doctrine, they are born again. They become a part of the church. So, so, so by proxy, by teaching, the disciples this God is teaching us this as the church because we are still carrying on the doctrine we're still preaching Jesus name baptism the infilling of the Holy Ghost we are still preaching repentance for the remission of sins come on somebody y'all still believe that right y'all still believe that right you want the Holy Ghost first thing you need to do is repent repent of your sins So here we go. We're the church. i got to hurry. And, and so what did, what did the Lord tell the church? The Lord said to the church that I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I give you the keys. Track with me here. I'm not, I'm not, preaching, I'm not preaching shouting points here. I want you to hear this word. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I, and so he said in Matthew 16, 19, whatsoever you, the church, shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you, the church, shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's what he told the church. So, so the deal, so it's, a, it's, it's power. Somebody say power. Somebody say authority. Somebody say rule. Say being in charge. Having dominion and exercising dominion. That's what it's all about. It's about power. It's about authority. It's about being in charge. It's about control. It's about having dominion. It's about who is the boss. Who's the boss? Who has the power? Who has the authority? And who is using it? Who is in charge? Look at your neighbor and say, who's in charge? Who is in charge is the question. Who's in charge is the question, ladies and gentlemen. Who's in charge on this earth is the question. Is it the Republicans? Is it the Democrats? Is it the Tea Party? Who is in charge on this earth? I'll tell you who's supposed to be in charge on this earth is the Ecclesia. It is the church of the living God. Listen, listen, listen to Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power. Exousia, authority. Exousia is authority. I give unto you power. Listen, this is spiritual right here. He's not talking about lizards. 
He's talking about spirits. Uh, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, the dunamis, which is ability of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said, I give you the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the ability of the enemy, and nothing shall be able to hurt you. And we run around here with our tails tucked between our legs, the devil this and the devil that and the devil this. And my God, ain't the devil fighting us and the devil's beating us up. Why don't you get up on your feet? You have been given authority over all of the ability of the devil. It's time for you to bind and take dominion. It's time for you to take dominion. Oh, Lord, gee, this is, uh, God, it's getting too deep. I, I, it's time for you to take authority. It's time for you to take dominion. Do you know why it is so important? I can't, boy. Saturday night, let's just go. You want to just jump in? We, I, I, I won't go, we won't go too long. We won't go too long. We won't go too long. But you know why it's so important, guys? Let me preach to the men just a little bit. Now, let, let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself. God tried to get you. If the Spirit of God tried to get you to break out in this place a while ago and just get lost, if you would have responded to the Spirit of God a while ago, there'd be people laid out all over this building right now slain in the Spirit, and we'd have to be stepping over you to get out of here. But y'all didn't respond to it. You sat back there. You were waiting. You were waiting on what's he going to tell us to do next? What should we do now? I, I, you know, I've worshipped now. I don't know what to say anymore. What am I supposed to do? So y'all waited. You waited until the Spirit lifted there in that area and God took us another direction. So don't blame me. Don't get mad at me for preaching. Get mad at yourself. Because I'm telling you right now, we missed the Spirit of God just a few minutes ago. We missed it. God was tugging on some of you so bad to, to step out of your pew, walk up here, and just let Him slay you out. You just sat there. You just stood there. You didn't respond. You, you comfortable with the seat. Oh my God. You're comfortable with state, with the stands. You're comfortable with being in the stands. Maybe God don't want you in the stands. He wants you on the field. Do you know, let me tell you something, fellas. Fellas, you know why it's so important for men to be prayed up, filled with the Holy Ghost in the house? Do you know why it's so important for, for, for guys to be the first in the prayer room, to be the first up here worshiping when the worship starts? Because you are the priest of your household. It ain't your wife's calling, duty, or responsibility to take dominion in your household. Over your marriage, over your children, over anything that comes against your family. It ain't your wife's duty to take dominion over it. God puts you in authority in that house. It's your responsibility. We as men need to quit sucking our thumbs and, and, and crawling off into the background into the man cave, getting up up in our recliner while mama's upstairs on her face praying for the kids, fighting devils, fighting spirits, fighting depression. And here us big stud muffins are down in the man cave with our remote control. Baby, I worked hard all day. Don't be bugging me. You need to suck it up in the Holy Ghost. You need to say, God, renew me. God, refresh me. God, revive me. There's some devils coming against my house. There's some spirits attacking my babies. And I'm about to take dominion over it. You the church. You need to act like the church, baby. You need to act like the church. 
But now listen to me. Listen to me. God works by order. God works by order. I don't have dominion over your house. I do not have dominion over your house. I don't have dominion over your life. That's what frustrates me so bad. That's what, that's what frustrates me so bad. And, and this man, this man as your pastor, has dominion to a degree. Because you, you have submitted yourself to his authority and his ministry, but he only has dominion to a degree. Ultimately, you have to decide who's going to win. You have to decide what's going to happen in this situation. That's what frustrates me so bad when it comes to minutes. That's why I beat myself up so bad. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm my worst critic and I beat myself up so bad when you're praying for people and you feel the anointing and you feel the power and you feel like you know you see it in the atmosphere. You see it in the atmosphere that God wants to heal, that God wants to deliver, that God wants to set free, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, it doesn't matter. You can feel it and see it. And yet you pray for people, you lay hands on people, and they don't get healed simply because you can't override their faith I can lay hands on you all day long but if you doubt it if you question it if you don't believe it if you're not sold on it if you're not certain I can't override that I don't have authority to it's your authority it's your right but when you stand up and you say get in agreement with me preacher lay hands on me and the Bible says when you lay hands on me I shall be healed lay hands on me that's what the, that's what the woman with the issue of blood said if I can touch him him of his garment I will be made whole she got in agreement with Jesus Christ she took authority over her situation with her mouth You know what? You know what? That's why everybody else was around him, touching him, and they didn't get healed. They were touching him, and they didn't get blessed because their faith wasn't connecting. Why do you think we get up here and hammer and beg and plead for you for somebody to respond, for somebody to, for somebody to move, for somebody to? Re We're trying to get your faith to the level that you can connect with the Spirit of God and be healed and be delivered. You have dominion, you have authority. The devil has no right. To, let me tell you something right now: to hell with that spirit and that mindset and that attitude that has convinced God's people that the devil is waiting on the outside out there to jump on you as soon as you walk out the door that's a bunch of trash you better hear me that's a bunch of trash he will if you let him he's seeking whom he may devour but I'm telling you right now if you read there is a fire let me tell you let me tell you something there is a fire that burned all the way through the Old Testament it wiped Pharaoh out it, it stopped him in his tracks, which represents the devil. It stopped him in his tracks. Whoo! <laughs> There's a fire going on. It fell. It fell and it licked up the sacrifice. <laughs> it, it shut the prophets of Baal down in a heartbeat. There is a, it came all the way through the Old Testament and it said, oh my God, they're not helping me preach, Lord. They think I'm a Looney Tunes. It settled in the up. It came down in an upper room on 120. There's a fire that set on them. Whoo! 
and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost fire. There is a fire that the devil hates. There's a fire that he's terrified of. There's a fire that he's scared of. And guess where it's at? Guess where the fire is? Guess where the fire is? You know where it ain't in heaven, baby. It's already come down. It ain't in heaven. It's in you. The fire is in you. God have mercy. Somebody shout. Somebody just scream or something. You got authority. You got authority. You got authority. right now. Oh! oh my God, have mercy. Y'all making me crazy. I give you power. I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Sit down, please. Why? Can I talk to this church for a second? Thank you, visitors, for being here, but I need to speak to this church. And maybe you've been doing the same thing. I don't know. Maybe you've been doing the same thing. A lot of people do this now. It seems to be, a, it seems to be uh, the thing now in a, in a lot of churches I'm, that I know of anyway that I deal with at the, at the first of the year. January or February, they go on this 21-day fast. 21-day Daniel fast or fast or whatever you do. You know, sometimes we start off Daniel fast, they go full. Or what. I, don't, I don't know, but I know this church did it. This church, you did, you're right, am I right? You did the 21-day fast. You did, why did you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you sacrifice meat and bread and sugar and sweet and cakes and good God Almighty, why would you sacrifice Cokes and Dr. Peppers and Doritos and... God have mercy. I ate that bread. I, I ate that bread last night. It was lip smacking God. I was slobbered all over myself. I was mad at you for just giving me one of them little bitty pieces. I got it from you, right? You cooked it? Did you cook it? God, it was delicious. Why did you do that? Did you do no, not you. Why did you fast? Did you fast? So you could just get you, hopefully at the end of it, please God, just give me a little bitty touch. Please God, we just need a, a little, if we could just have you know, two or three people pray through. Oh God, please. You had your fingers crossed and your legs crossed and everything crossed, hoping that you, that God is going to honor. Is that why you did it? So you could just have, you could get you a little bitty touch. Did you get it because you're hungry for more? Did you do it because you're hungry for more? More of Him, more of God, more of His presence, more of His glory. Did you do it because you wanted to lose your identity and take on His identity? Why did you 
do it? Why did you do it? More for, did you do it because you want His glory and His power to be manifest in you and through you? God took me, God, for this service. For this, I didn't know I was going here until, until probably an hour before church. And God took me to Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58, 6 through 12. And I won't be much longer after this. Isaiah 58, 6 through 12. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? Come on, Christ Family Church. I'm talking to you right now. Is this, is, is, is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Say, that's why we're here. Look at your neighbor say, that's why we are here. Did you, did you fast? Wait, raise your hand. Did you? Come on, I'm giving you permission. Don't act super spiritual. Can I read it again? It's not this the fast that I've chosen. To loose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. That you break every yoke. That you break every yoke. Not just the yokes on yourself. But the yokes on your family. The yokes on your children. The yokes on your finances. The yokes on your health. That you break every yoke. You keep reading say bring it on. Verse 7, is, not, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house when thou seest the naked that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Why did you fast? The Lord said, did you fast to crucify your flesh? Did you fast to get your flesh out of the way so you could do what I wanted you to do and what I called you to do? Verse 9, Woo! I don't know if y'all ready for this. Are y'all ready for this? Verse 9. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Say, that's why we're here. And thy health shall spring forth eventually, maybe, possibly. I wonder how fast, I wonder how long it takes God. <laughs> Brother Beecher, Brother Beecher, I wonder how I wonder how long it would take God to give you every single penny you need to pay cash for everything you need to build that building. I wonder how long it would take God to give it to you. Probably 10 years, maybe 15 years. You reckon you think it would take God that long? I wonder how fast God can heal your body. I wonder how quick God can restore your health. I wonder... Better word. You've been so indoctrinated with. I can't say crap. Let me say something else. Junk. 
so indoctrinated. You've been so indoctrinated with junk. You're sitting there questioning, well, I know God can do it fast if He wants to, if He will. I get so sick and tired. I get so sick and tired. I told you, I told you this might be my last revival ever here. Brother Beecher's here. Sister Beecher will probably tell him, see, she done left. She done, she done hooked him out. She is sitting in the car probably right now, uh, sucking her thumb or something. I'm just teasing Sister Beecher wherever you are been so indoctrinated i get so sick and tired i get so sick and tired of talking to people about the miracle working power of god and seeing their eyes glaze over until i get through talking and then when i when when, when that when i get through talking you'll finally come back to reality and, and, and start saying well in god's time when it's god's time he'll do it on his own time what's god's time for crying out loud i know what god's time is and this will be a good sign for us this is this we will know for sure that it's god's will to heal us Deliver us, save us, bless us. God, it's God's will to give us the kingdom when He comes and dies on the cross. When He dies on the cross and He says it's finished, and then He fills us with His Spirit, then we will know. But until then, we got. How long does it take it? How long does it God to tell you? Here how hell shall spring forth speedily. God Almighty. I wonder how long it takes God to reverse death. I wonder if God can resurrect a dead situation. I wonder if God can. I wonder how long it would take God to resurrect something dead in your life. or something? Is there something in my nose hanging out or something? Is there something? Why are they looking at me so weird? I don't get it. That is a tie? That's ACS colors. That's Apostolic Christian School colors. That's my school colors. Thy health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee in the glory of the Lord. <laughs> Shall be thy re reward. Righteousness is in front of you. His glory is coming behind you. I don't get it, folks. What's wrong with us? Verse nine. I'm talking about the fast. We're still talking about the fast. Then shalt thou call. You remember last night? You remember what we preached about last night? You remember we we we, we talked about the plans. You know, we talked about Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven. We talked about the but then we, we couldn't stop there. We had to go to twelve and thirteen. Because we want to stop on 11, but we go 12 and 13 about calling on the Lord and seeking Him with all your heart. And then you'll find Him. Look, look, look. Look, we're on this fast. We've been fasting. Why have we been fasting? We've been fasting for more of Him. We've been fasting to get our flesh out of the way. We've been fasting because we want His power manifested through us. Verse 9, Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and He will say, Here I am! If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, and the putting forth of thy finger, and speaking vanity. Verse 10, And if thou shalt draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted, soul then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday somebody say that's why we're here I'm talking to Christ family church right now I'm talking to Christ family church right now you have spent long enough in obscurity you have been long enough in obscurity it's time for you to rise out of darkness and be as the noonday I know I 
I'm not exactly quite sure exactly what all your plans were when you went on this fast, but I will promise you they were not as deep and expansive as God's plans for you to bring a harvest as a result of this fast. You are coming out of obscurity. I got a minister of this church. I didn't know last time I was here about the ashes until God brought it to me. And then we preached it and God responded. But I, didn't, and I wasn't going to say it again this time because I didn't want these beautiful people here to think I didn't have anything else to preach. But if you think God brought you Looking at you, Sister Pruitt, if you think God brought you, brought y'all out of the ashes for you to just exist over here in obscurity with just a little handful of folks, you're missing it. He didn't bring you out of, out of the ashes to leave you in obscurity. And he didn't heal you of those headaches to leave you in obscurity. You're going to rise as the noonday. You're going to shine. This church is going to rise and shine. You will not be what people have... L- You're not going to be what people have labeled you as a church. You're not going to be what people have called you as a church and said, this is what, this is the way this church is, and this is the way this church does, and this church is never going to do anything. You're not going to do that. That's not your identity. That's not who you are. That's not what God has called you or labeled you. That may be what some people are calling you. That may be some people's attitudes, but it ain't going to be the attitude of this church. God, as a result of this fast, you are coming out of obscurity. You are going to rise and that God will be as the noonday. Your darkness will be as the noonday. But you better hear me right now. You better hear me, Christ Family Church. God is going to shift you. There's a shift coming to this church. Because this church cannot change if you don't change. church cannot change and rise out of obscurity if you don't change because you are this church so your prayer life will be different your commitment will be different your dedication will be commitment will be different your commit will be, will be you, the, the putting forth of the finger is done. Speaking vanity is over. God is going to change your vocabulary. God is going to change your vocabulary. Your vocabulary is going to change. Are you listening to me? Your vocabulary is going to change. You're not going to speak the same language anymore. You're going to stop talking flesh language. And you're going to start talking spirit language. Verse 11. I am prophesying with with the word of God to this church right now. The word of God is prophesying to this church and this congregation. And are any guests and visitors that want to receive it, you're a part of the church as well. It ain't the church, this church here and that church over there. We're one church. This is a rhema word right here. 
for you. A specific word in a specific season of your life for a specific people. A specific word for a specific people in a specific season of their life. This is a rhema word. Verse 10, and if thou shalt draw out thy soul to the hungries we just read, satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. Verse 11, and the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones. This is spiritually. Thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Verse 12, And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Backsliders, lost children, oh God, help them to receive it right now. Thou shalt raise up the foundation of many generations. The youth group is coming back to this church. Good God Almighty. Young people are coming back to this church. The Spirit of God is... Why did you sacrifice? Did you want to just get a little blessing? Or are you ready for restoration? Are you ready for revival? Are you ready for a shift? Are you ready for a shift? Raise up up, up the foundation of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. Somebody said there can't be revival in this area. There can't be revival here. But oh, they just don't know what God is doing and stirring in a little church here, in this community, this here. Somebody say, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Let me hurry. Let me hurry through this. Let me hurry through this. There is no plateau with God. There is no comfort zone with God. You're tracking with me, church? There is no plateau. there's, There's no place. There's no place in the here and the now where you and I can just sit back and say, we have arrived and this is enough. There is, this is not enough. This is not enough. There's, this is not, there's so much more to God than what we're seeing and what we're experiencing. Do you, are you understanding what I'm saying right now? This is not enough. There's so much more. His treasure is so deep. His love is so deep. His mercy is so deep. His compassion is so deep. Does any, can anybody feel? Can you feel it right now? The Spirit of God is so deep. Oh, my God. You know what I heard the other day? I, I, 
maybe I need to investigate this. I need to dig this out a little bit because I don't know. You know, I, I just heard it. I heard it somewhere on a podcast or something that I was listening to. But they said, they said that the pool of Bethsaida, Beth, 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 you know, the pool where the guy was sitting behind me when the water was troubled, that it, the angels would come and trouble the water. And if you could get in the they said the pool, the historian said the pool was bottomless. It was bottomless. So that's why when people would come to get in the water, they would stay on the edge. That's why the, that's why the, the edge was so crowded that the man couldn't get in. The man that Jesus was talking to, he couldn't get in because the edge was so crowded. Because people wouldn't let go of the edge because the, the healing waters were bottomless. Oh my God. You, are you tracking with me? Do you know where I'm fixing to go with this? Do you know where that pool of living water is right now? It is on the inside of you. It is bottomless. It, the healing power of God is bottomless. The delivering power of God knows no limits. <laughs> it, it, that's, why, that's why the Spirit of God can look at you and he can say whatever you ask exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or that you can think in your brain. I can do it because my power is bottomless. It's not enough. There's more than this. You think you felt God. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh man. I can't hardly stand it. I'm about to explode. Let me finish. Let me finish. There's only woe. Listen to me. There's only woe to them that are at ease. When you get comfortable on your pew and you get comfortable in service and you could come and just sit, there's only woe to them that are at ease in Zion. There's only woe to them. There, there is destruction to them that are at ease in Zion. So here we go. Let me close this out. In our text... Elijah, and you know the story, he went to Ahab, he said, he said it's not going to rain. But according to my word, I'm going to stop the rain, and when, when I get ready to start it, I'll speak it, and it'll start again. The man didn't even have the Holy Ghost. You're going you're to get mad at me, you're going to get offended at me, but he, don't even have the, he didn't even have the authority and the power that you've got. Because he didn't have the name of Jesus. He didn't have the blood of Jesus. He didn't have the Spirit of God living on the inside of him. So let me go. Let me go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. So, 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 and th- so the word of the Lord came to him. He said, the Lord said, get out of here. It's going to stop raining. I want you to go hide yourself. I want you to go by the brook of Cherith, by the brook, brook Cherith. And, um, it shall be that you're going to drink of that brook. The ravens are going to feed you. Verse five. So he went and he did according to the word of the Lord. Somebody say he did what God told him to do. 
He did what God told him to do. He got there. He sat down, bread and flesh in the morning, bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Somebody say, drank from the brook. The brook was flowing. The water was flowing. The blessings were there. But here we go. Here we go. See, the kingdom of God is always moving, always advancing, always growing. Us, we get settled. We get satisfied. Woo, we just like it right here. We don't want to change the music, the songs, nothing, nothing. We don't want to, don't disrupt anything. The brook's flowing. And verse 7 says, And then it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. The brook dried up. The brook stopped. The blessings stopped flowing. The brook stopped flowing. The blessings were flowing. They stopped flowing. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, Arise, get up, go to Zarephath. That's where your next blessing is. That's where your deliverance is. That's where you're going to find the favor of God. God prepared the brook of chair, at chair for Elijah. God prepared it. He blessed him while he was there. He fed him while he was there. He took care of him while he was there, day and night. But after a while, the brook dried up. The ravens quit coming because Elijah was not supposed to camp out there on those that little shallow blessing and just live there off of that for the rest of his life. It was for a little while. It was for a season. And then it was time to move. So what do you do? Listen to me. Track with me. I'm so what how long have I been going? I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> what do you do? Listen to me. Listen to me right now. What do you do? What do you do when God has spoken to you? And you've been prophesied over, and you've had dreams, and you have and you've had visions, but your brook has dried up. What do you do? What do you do when, when, when it is, it's, it, when, when it has stopped raining in your life? What do you do? When it's raining all around you, you're looking at all these other people, it's raining around them, but it's dry in your world. You're trying to sing and it's dry. You're trying to preach and it's dry. What do you do when the brook has dried up? It has stopped. The brook of blessings and past victories. We're not supposed to. We can't live off of the past. We can't live off the past failures and past defeats. Neither can we live off past victories and past deliverances. we got to keep moving forward and growing forward. And the reason you're struggling right now is you have sat down by a brook and you've been blessed there and God has fed you there and touched you there and you've had some Holy Ghost good times there but now it's dried up because you weren't meant to camp there. You were meant to grow forward. You were meant to move deeper because... Oh, come here. Come here, come here, come here. Come here, help me. Come here, Sydney. You too, come here. Yeah. Both of you, come on, come on, come on. Come on, y'all get out of here with me. Come on. Sit. Y'all give me just a little bit longer. Hour and a half. Here's where we are. This is the bank. We're, come over here a little bit close. We're on, we're, in the, we're on the shore. We're on the bank right here. We're, on the sh- we're in the shallow right here. We're on the shore because we're, we have to be born on the shore. We have to be born in the shallow because we're just babies. But the whole time, but when we're born, when we're born in the shallow, we're born made for the shore over here. We don't let our babies go swimming in the deep end of the pool. Stay in the baby pool. Get back over there. 
Mama be freaking out a little bit. She start. Drew, dear God, Drew, he's, my, he's 21 now, my youngest boy. When that little fart was just wearing diapers, we'd have to watch him. He'd be headed for the diving board. Drew! He just jumped in. He's fearless. Mama ain't going to let you go by the deep end because you can't swim. You, you're made for the shallow, so we like the shallow. We're playing over here in the shallow. We're playing in the mud. We're making sandcastles in the mud. We're playing in the mud because this is where we're ultimately born. But this is where we're not born to stay here. We're not supposed to get so used to the mud. We're not supposed to get so used to the shallow. Oh, y'all ain't, y'all ain't tracking with me, are you? We're not supposed to get so used to messing our britches and sucking our thumb and having to have a pacifier. And having to have the pastor burp us. We're not supposed to get so used to that that we just settle down right here. <laughs> because ultimately, look girls, ultimately that's where we belong, right out there. See, that's the deep right there. Look out there, that's clear water. That's deep water. That's pure water. That's bro- Up here it's muddy. Up here you can see the dirt. Y'all ain't playing tracking with me. Up here you can see the dirt. Up here we play in the mud. Up here we get mud on us. Have we become so used to the mud? Have we become so used to the dirt or the flesh that we don't want to get out of the flesh? Because the Spirit ain't going to move up here. The Spirit ain't going to move up here. It'll move to a little bitty degree. But you want the gifts of the Spirit, you got to go out there because that's where they're at. It's in the deep water. The deep calleth in the deep. Every child of God is born here sucking on milk. Got to have the milk of the Word. But every child of God is born sucking on the tit, sucking on the milk, but with a desire in them, a craving in them for the deep water. Our problem is, it's fun up here in the shallow. We can get mad here in the shallow. And we can get our feelings hurt. And we can, I, ain't coming, I ain't going next Sunday. I ain't going. They ain't going to treat me like that. That preacher ain't going to walk all the way on the other side of the church just not shake my hand. I know he did it on purpose. I ain't going. I ain't going. I, that was a, I, I ain't going. That was an ugliest dress. Did you see her that dress? That was the ugliest dress I ever seen. I ain't going. She gonna wear. Pastor gonna let her wear something look like stupid. I ain't going back. I ain't going. See, see, that's why we like it up here in the mud because we can play in the mud where the bugs are and the junk is and the trash gets all wiped up, washed up here in the mud. We can play up here because we can get our feelings hurt. We can get upset. We can get mad. But when we when we launch out into the deep, there's more expected of us because it's maturities out there. Revelation is out there. <laughs> y'all, 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 come here, Jake. Where's JJ? Come here, JJ. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. I'm, I'm closing. Y'all really am. I really am. I can't do it to these girls. So you sit here. You sit here. You sit here. You sit here. Because see, this is what we want to do. We like the mud. We like the shallow. We want to be in the shallow. We like it over here. This is where the, this brooks flow, man. This has been great. It's been nice. You know, God's really been taking care of us. But now, all of a sudden, respond. If me and you, if me and you put on some SpongeBob swimming trunks <laughs> and a SpongeBob muscle shirt and one of them Patrick floaties around us with Patrick Bill head sticking up out there, 
and we went to the baby pool tomorrow or whenever, if y'all got a baby pool, and we jumped into a baby pool, all them little big kids, Jack, the SWAT team would be out there. The SWAT team would show up. Snipers would be you all with black helicopters. They'd be out there with me and you. Me and you come here, man. Get a picture of baby Huey here right now in a diaper with, with a bottle. I'm, I'm SpongeBob. He Patrick. We out there. I'm telling you right now. They'd be calling the, the police because there's something wrong with that picture. Say, they're perverted looking fools out there in the baby pool messing with them kids. Can I tell you something? You've been in church 10 years. You done heard 25,000 messages. You done, oh, you done been to camp meeting and conferences and you still in the baby pool? You still over here that you know how silly you look? You know how silly you look over there sucking your thumb. You know how silly you look still in a diaper. Oh, it's about to get ugly right here, right now. Well, bless their heart, Pastor. Them people, oh, look at them. They're mad. They got their feelings. Oh, they must have just got in church. No, they used to be my secretary. No, they used to be one of our Sunday school teachers and they got offended so they quit coming to church for a while and they're finally coming back. You're living in the shallows. This is what we want. This is what we want by this revival. This revival, some of you still want this. You want it in every church. You want, you, you're in the shallows and you want God to come over here and you want God to grab you and drag you out of the shallows. While you're still trying to hold on to the shore, while you're still trying to hold on to your immaturity and your shallowness and your hurt feelings and your disappointments. And the whole time, the Spirit of God is saying, There's a well in you, there's, a, there's rivers in you. Come on out here, son. Come on out here. The deep is calling to the deep. Swim on out here to me. There's miracles out here. There's deliverance out here. There's overflow out here. There's more than you can ask for. There's more than you can believe for. It's out here in the deep. Come on, son. Come on. But you say, wait a minute. You say, wait a minute. But God, I can't touch you out there. That's what I'm talking about. Trust without borders. I don't care if I can tr touch or not. I'm just going to depend on you, Lord. <laughs> just stay standing. But God, I can't touch out there. It's too deep. Exactly. Trust without borders. Ooh, I want, I want you to let your faith loose, boy. I want you to turn your faith loose and let your faith take you where your feet will never take you. I want you to go to Zarephath, but there's a famine there. <laughs> I got plans, boy. It's already been lined out. It's already been set up. Should I really ask for that? Should I really pray that? What if it don't happen? What if it don't happen, God? Trust.
without borders. How do you walk up to an old widow woman that's already decided to die and tell her to bake you a cake? Trust without borders. God is calling this church to come off the bank, off the shoreline. Launch out into the deep. You weren't made for the mud. You weren't made to walk. You weren't born again to walk in the flesh and operate in the flesh. Adam is who you were. Adam's who you were. Adam was your old nature. Adam was your first. Oh God, I'm trying to stop. I'm really trying to quit. Okay. Adam was your first birth. You are so beautiful. You know that? I love your boots, boots. Adam, Adam was your first birth. That's, that's why, that's why you, can, you, can, you can be born a drug addict. You can be born a, a, a baby hooked on heroin. You can be born in an alcoholic home and they can raise you that way. You can be born and suffer abuse. But when you come to God, the first birth goes out the door. The first birth doesn't mean anything. The first birth doesn't mean anything. It's going to be washed away because it is the second birth that means everything. Because you step out of Adam and you step into Christ. You, oh, you step out of the flesh and you step in the Spirit. problem is all of our life ever since we were born after Adam we're taught how to operate like Adam we're taught how to eat, drink, sleep work, a career, a job we're taught how to operate like Adam in the flesh and we, but then when we get born again nobody, nobody teaches us how to operate in the spirit nobody teaches us how to think like Christ think in the spirit Operate in the Spirit. Flow in the Spirit. Jesus Christ is our example. You want to know the, the modus operandi of God? Look at Jesus Christ. He is our example. Jesus said, everything I do, the Father has told me to do it. And you, what the things that I do, you do also. And greater than I do, you're going to do because he was our example. Jesus Christ had a foot in this plane, in this dimension, in this worldly dimension of Adam, and he had a foot in the heavenly dimension, a foot in the kingdom of God dimension, a foot in the spirit realm. That's why he could operate as man in the in the in the flesh and operate as God in the spirit realm. We are feel, we are just as much filled with the Spirit of God as the man Christ Jesus was. And we are supposed to have a foot in this realm, in this dimension, in the third dimension of humanity. We are supposed to operate here and we are supposed to have a foot in the realm of the Spirit and operate in the Spirit. God, close your eyes with me all over this building. It's calling you out of 
your Adamic nature to begin to thank you to begin to walk in your spirit nature in your spirit man do you know good God Almighty do you know what is going to happen when you start praying in the spirit when you stop praying in the flesh only and you start praying in the anointing your eyes are closed but I want you to listen to me right now if I'm not I'm not we've had several shouting moments and we've had several running and all that good stuff and I love that and that's great but I'm fixing to open this front and if you are just tired of flesh if you are tired of the shore the mud the dirt just what flesh can give you and you want to be released in the spirit you want to be released in the Holy Ghost you want to find that dimension where the gifts are operating in the fruit of the Spirit. Oh God, it's another message. But You need to go home and you need to read the, the gifts of the Spirit. Study them out. Study them out. Every answer, every, the answer to every single problem facing any one person on the planet Earth, the answer is in the gifts of the Spirit. Read it. Read the fruit of the Spirit. Read it. The answer is there. If you want, I'm a really, don't come yet. But if that's what you want, if that's why you fasted, if that's what you're hungry for, we're going to come up here in just a minute. And we're going to start praying. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to release you. And you're going to release yourself. I don't have authority over you. I can't take dominion over you. But I can agree with you. And if you'll respond, God will respond. If your brook is dry, if you're here tonight and your brook is dried up, the blessings have just stopped. You're struggling. You're frustrated. You don't know what's going on. I'm going to release you in just a minute. You're going to come up here. Talk to the Lord for just a second. When you feel the nudge, when you feel the tug, when you feel the pain, the hunger pain, you'll know it. You'll, you'll know it, but when you feel it, you're going to know it. The hunger pain, the tug, the pull, the overwhelming desire. The insatiable drive 
for what I'm talking about tonight. When you feel that, when you feel that, come up here right now. When you feel it, you step out. When you feel it, respond to it immediately. Immediately. Everybody's not going to feel it. But when you feel it, respond to it. Come on, right now. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. When you feel it, respond. When you feel it, come. When you feel it, come right now. When you feel it, come. When you feel it, respond to it. When you feel it, respond to it. When you feel it, respond to it. When you feel it. This is not entertainment. This is not entertaining you. This is you launching out into the... This is you walking into another realm, another dimension. This is you walk. Respond. Respond. Pray. Pray for yourself. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. Pray for yourself right now. Pray for yourself. Let the Word stir you. Let the Spirit stir you. Let the anointing stir you right now. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Come on, stir yourself. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Stir yourself. Turn. Oh, Jesus. fixing to pray for you i'm fixing to lay hands on you i'm fixing to release you in the holy ghost but i want you to stir your spirit right now i want you to stir your heart right now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus In the name of Jesus. 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 The, ch- the Lord is calling and pulling this church into the deep right now. He's not wanting a shallow shout. He's wanting you to swim out into the deep things of the Spirit. Come on, I'm coming around. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to release you in just a moment. We're going to release you in just a moment. Play, Christina. Play it. Just play something. Spirit of God is moving. The 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 Spirit of God is moving. There's a depth calling. There's a depth calling. There's a depth calling. There's a depth calling. In the name of Jesus. There's a depth calling, Pastor. There's a depth pulling on you, Pastor. There's a depth pulling on your inner soul, Pastor. There's a depth pulling on your inner man, Pastor. You're going to be renewed. You're going to be revived. You're going to be refreshed, Pastor. People are going to want to know are you taking some kind of vitamins? Are you taking some kind of energy drink? No. No, it's the anointing. It's a renewed vitality and energy in the Holy Ghost. It's a fresh calling. It's a wooing and a leading and a calling into the deep things of God. You're stepping out of the boat, Pastor. You're going to walk on the water again. You're going to walk on the water in the name of Jesus. Be prepared to have dreams. Be prepared to see visions. Oh, my 
my sister, my sister, my sister, my sister. You've only just begun. The Lord's only just begun. In the name of Jesus, the same energy and renewing and strength. God is going to flood it through your body, flood it through your bones and your joints, your sinew and your marrow. In the name of Jesus, or your spirit will not only be revived, but your body will be revived. In the name of Jesus, there's a calling. There's a resurrection. There's a resurrection. There's a restoring. There's a restoring. There's a restoring. There's a restoring. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet out of this altar right now. Get up on your feet and lift your hands. Get up on your feet and lift your hands. I can pray for you while you're on your knees. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. This is what I feel. There's a resurrection. There's a resurrection coming. There's a resurrection. Resurrection. Restoring. A restoring. And a resurrection coming in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the, I, I, I do have authority over you, devil. I, I rebuke a doubting spirit. I rebuke a questioning spirit. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Resurrection, a renewing, a renewing, oh, a refreshing, a refreshing. Ah, you can swim, you can swim in the Holy Ghost, you can swim in the Spirit. You'll understand what that means in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are here for such a time as this. You are where you fit, you are where you belong to be a blessing, to be a strength, to be a renewing of this church. Be what I've called you to be. Do what I've called you to do. Come on, don't, don't wait on Keep praying. Don't wait on me. Don't wait on me. Keep praying. 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 Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here he comes. It's wave after wave after wave after wave. In the name of Jesus. It is the blessing. It is the favor. It is the power. It is the anointing. It is the glory. It is the majesty of God. Oh! without borders trust without borders trust without borders faith without borders come on take the lid off of your faith sister take the lid off of your trust let your trust go let your faith go just let it soar let it sing let it speak let it pray Enemy has 
tried to bring wave after wave after wave of discouragement and despair and hurt and stress against your mind, against your life, against your family. But it's reversing now. The Spirit of God is reversing it because of your trust, because of your faith. Wave after wave after wave of anointing. in the spirit. Come on, you're interceding in the spirit right now. what I see. Put your hand there. This is what I see. There is, this is, I'm just going to say it like I heard it. There is prophecy in your womb. There is the prof, the, the prophetic, the prophetic, there is a prophetic anointing in your womb. There is, prof, the prophetic is in you. He the prophetic is in you. Oh, I, I don't know what all that means. I'm just telling you what I feel. anointing in your in your womb right now. It's trying to run from you but I can't run from you no more out of bitterness come, is coming sweetness out of bitterness is coming sweetness I don't know I want to I want to tell you what I think but I ain't telling you what I think I want to tell you what I feel but I'm not telling you what I feel between me and God okay but all I'm going to tell you is I don't know how God's going to do it I don't know I, he's got the plans I don't have the plans he hasn't revealed it yet but but out of bitterness somehow God's going to bring sweetness He's going to bring sweetness out of what the, 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 He's going to remove the bitterness off your tongue, the bitterness out of your mouth, the bitterness that's been in your spirit. God's going to turn it into sweetness. I don't know how He's going to do it, but He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Because the lion, the 
lion that roared against you, the lion that's been roaring against you for your whole life. God has broken its jaw. God has broken its mouth. He won't roar against you no longer. He won't roar against you anymore. And out of the carcass of that lion, God is going to bring honey out of the carcass of that lion. God is going to bring sweetness to you, Sister Ashley. And the lion, that lion that's been roaring against you, its mouth is shut. God is breaking its jaw. Cry out right now. 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 you've never been before time for some chains to come off time for some strongholds to be broken in your mind it's time for some strongholds to come down you know why God wants you to come to come out and launch out into the deep in your prayer life and your your worship because because strongholds can't go there they can't exist there those chains can't exist there those spirits can't go there can't go there. It's time for you to come deeper. It's time for you to go deeper. Oh, man. Oh, it's time for you to be released, girl. It's time for you to be released. You can correct me after church if I'm wrong. You can fix me if I'm wrong. Pastor can fix me. Somebody can fix me if I'm wrong. But I just, I just feel like words have held you down words that's been spoken over you against you out of your own mouth and out of other people's mouths have held you down have held you captive and hostage it's time to be released released emotionally released physically physically released mentally released spiritually released once and for all in the name of jesus and i I call the beauty 
the beauty that's in you, the beauty of the Holy Ghost that's in you, I call it out of you right now. I call your purpose out of you and your destiny out of you right now. And I call you into the deep. And I call you into waters that you can't cross over in the name of Jesus. And be free in your mind and in your spirit. And I command every negative tongue to be silenced. I command every judgmental voice to be silent. It is time. Pastor, the history of Christ Family Church is no more. You don't have a history no more. It's gone. The good and the bad can't live there no more. The good and the bad, the ups, the downs, the failures, and the victories. It's over. This is a brand new day. A brand new year. This is a brand new beginning for this church. The fast started it. The fast kicked it off. And it's time. No more looking back. We don't talk about anymore about what ha- what has happened to us. What they did, they didn't do, whatever, whatever. We don't talk about it no more. It's old news. We don't want to live there anymore. Now we're going forward. Now we're going to talk about what God is doing right now. And, and the plans that God has for us. That's what we're going to feed on. That's what we're going to talk to ourselves about. That's what we're going to talk about. Listen to me, Christ Family Church. When we sat down at the supper table, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what God's doing right now and what God is about to do and what He's fixing to do. That's what we're going to talk about. When we're driving down the road going to church or going grocery shopping, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about how many souls are about to come in. We're going to talk about how God's moving in our services. We're going to to prophesy. Come on, Christ Family Church. It's a new beginning for this church. It's a new you're launching out into the deep. lived on yesterday long enough. You've lived off the ashes of that old church long enough. You've lived off that old history long enough. You've lived off of what people said you couldn't do and wouldn't be long enough. You have let people curse you. Preach, I'm going to be done when the Holy Ghost releases me. This is apostolic revival. But you have let people curse you by you getting agreement with them with your own words. You got in agreement with them with your own words. You spoke what they said and you let them curse you. That curse is broken tonight. We ain't going to talk about it no more. We ain't going to... 
Are y'all, are you, are you with me? Are, I need you with me right now. Are you with me? We ain't gonna, you know what we're gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about our youth group growing. Where you at? We're gonna talk about our youth group growing. We're gonna talk about them coming back. We're gonna talk about the ones that left. Guess what? They come, that's what we're gonna speak. We're gonna speak faith. We're gonna turn our faith loose. We're gonna turn our trust loose. We're gonna, good God Almighty, we're gonna call them by name. We're going to call them by name. We're going to write their name down on a piece of paper and we're going to bring it to the altar and we're going to lay it on the altar and we're going to say, they're coming home. They are coming back. And to hell with that spirit that's going to stand around and say, they ain't coming back. They're lost. They're too far gone. They ain't. Got up here, but I'm gonna say it now because now I know why. Now I, I didn't know why. I didn't know why you wouldn't let me sleep last night. I didn't know why that I had dream after dream after dream after dream about you. I, I didn't know, I didn't understand. I didn't understand them last night. I kept waking up, and it was you, it was your face, it was your red hair, it was you. But you were always smiling, you were always laughing, you were always smiling, and you were always happy. You were on another level. You were on another dimension. And I just felt the reason why I dreamt about you all night last night. It's the Holy Ghost. The fire of God. It's going to, there's going to be an anointing rise up out of you. It's going to match the intensity that, red, that comes with that red hair. There's going to be a fire come out of you to match the natural tenacity that's in your flesh. Your spirit's going to be greater. Your fire's going to be greater. Your anointing is going to be greater. It's going to be so hot. It's going to be so hot. It's going to be so flaming. I'm going to tell you how hot it's going to be. When nobody else will prophesy to dead bones, you're going to prophesy to dead bones. gonna be Nicole I'm gonna tell you how hot it's gonna be it's gonna be so hot on you when everybody else is sitting on their rumps not getting up believing God you gonna get up and believe God and you know why You know why? I'm going in. I couldn't sleep last night because of her. You know why he's going to do it? I, I like Nicole, so I just call her Nicole. Or, or Red. That's her middle name, right? Yeah. Or Red. I like to call you Red. Red, or Red. You know why, God? You know why? Of course, because he loves you, of course. You know why? You know one of the big reasons why? Because people say, 
She's failed. She's messed up. She can't do that. No, no, not her. She's scarred. She can't do it. And God's going to say, just watch me, Jack. I'm going to show you. You just watch what I'm fixing to do. Because I'm... I'm going to take what people have cast aside. I'm going to take people in this church that, uh, that other people have said, you ain't going to do it. You can't do it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to put it in your face. I'm going to rub it in your face. That's why. That's why every time. That's why in every dream you were laughing and you were happy and there was a big old smile on your face. See, it's coming to me now. It's coming to me now because I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it when I woke up this morning. And all morning I said, God, why? Why? Tell me something, Lord. I said, Lord, you, you got a word for her. You got to tell me what it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord said, you know why she's laughing? You know why she was laughing in all those dreams? You know why she was smiling? Every time I'd look at her, she'd just be laughing and smiling. Because she's going to pick up that same Holy Ghost attitude. And she's going to say, see, y'all see? Y'all put me down. You gave up on me. But look at me now. Look at what God has restored. Look at where God has brought me from. Look at what God has done in my life. Oh, come. Out of obscurity. Trust without borders. Pastor's about to come back. Faith without borders. Every eye closed. Man, I've had fun tonight. Wow. I've enjoyed myself. wait on the Lord for just a second I could keep going on and on and on but I I can't so to be I'll tell you this to be continued tomorrow if you don't have a home church you need to be here in the morning because God ain't through speaking y'all here in the morning with me. Y'all don't have to go. Brother Pitts don't need y'all. Yeah, I need y'all here with me. Don't tell Wanda I said that. Oh, she's right. Can I tell this local church one more thing? If you think, if you think this is just a little feel-good service and Man, boy, we had church tonight, didn't we? Boy, it was great. If you think that's all this has been, you've missed it. You've missed it. You've missed it. Because this is not a, this wasn't meant to be a service tonight. This is a shift. This is a change of direction, change of mentality. It's a paradigm shift. You need to be here in the morning. Everything for this church, if, 
if you permit it, everything changes for this church because of the fast. You're going to see the harvest and everything. It's not a service. It's not a service. It's not a service that's going to be over with on Wednesday. That's not the plan of God for you. The plan of God is for this to go with you to the job on Monday and to the school and to Walmart and to the mall and to the hospital and to the nursing home. It's the will of God for this spirit to go with you to the sick and the broken and the hurting. And the torn and the did you did you were you tracking with me in Isaiah? The the, the homeless, the poor, the, the, the prisoners. Oh. We are standing. We are standing in a dangerous place right now. We're standing in a dangerous place because this is holy ground. We're standing on holy ground right now. And this is a dangerous place. Because God ain't playing with this church. He took your serious, He took your fast seriously. He took your fast. He's not playing because He didn't think you were playing. If you don't act on this. opposite of everything I've preached is going to happen the bottom is going to fall out you will become a mere existence of a handful of people struggling to do anything to survive if you don't respond to the call of God there are people that have sat in this service that have sat through last night's service and this service and they did not respond to the of the anointing in the Holy Ghost they won't be with you much longer they will, they will have to go their way but if you respond to the Holy Ghost as they go out God is going to bring others in but you're in a very dangerous place right now Let's clap our hands into the glory of the Lord tonight.